again everyone and welcome to another episode of on the range podcast special episode on location at muscatatuck urban training center in jennings county indiana rick how's it going today buddy man mark it's going great we are live that's right ladies and gentlemen live out here at vendor day so we're up here perched up high got it you guys can't see we're perched over all the uh, different vendors out there but no super event here at atk9 muscatatuck urban training center um I'm going to tell you this, Mark. I am super excited because on today's episode, we've got the sheriff of the Jennings County, Kenny Freeman. Uh, if you guys remember a couple episodes back, we talked about Kenny and his fantastic leadership. But yes, sir. We are super excited to have him uh, dig in a little bit about what Kenny's got going on. Just a fantastic law enforcement officer. For the rest of you guys, see what Kenny's doing because I believe he sets the example for all of you out there. So. Roger yeah. that. Wherever you are, thank you for making us part of your day. Sheriff Freeman, thank you for being here today, sir. Awesome. Yeah, I thank you guys for coming out and, and training with our guys. We love it. I learn something every time you're here, and I love to pass that stuff on to uh, to our guys. And I hope I can get all our folks through your training. Oh, we had a blast. They were just great all week, and you've been a great host. Really appreciate you having us out. We had rifle the previous week, yep. and now we're doing handgun for the uh, canine uh, conference so we just really appreciate all your support out here sheriff yeah the excitement that comes back from our guys i had some this morning from detective hoppick uh he was just excited about what he learned yesterday and, and just he wanted to go to the range of qualify i don't know why but he wanted to yeah <laughs> strike the iron while it's hot right <laughs> and, and, and that's the whole thing right there's a couple things that goes on here first and foremost you know as far as uh sheriff freeman goes in kind of his county he's always been one of those how do we get guys more training right and then his guys are super receptive as well so we just try to reciprocate because originally we first started coming out here to atk9 we were using his range and then in turn we kind of got us a new facility uh, a little bigger accepts a couple more and we got slots we reciprocate back to him it's like Roger hey, man, that. yeah you know you've got if we've got empty targets on the range in my opinion, we're doing business wrong, right? So we pass that over to Jennings County, let them come out and get some training. Uh, and, oh, by the way, guys, it is the only Jennings County in this here United States. Yeah. So Fun fact for the show. That, that's it. But what really impressed me is really when we look at kind of this last little bit of training, uh, Sergeant Freeman, or Sergeant Freeman, I can talk, <laughs> Sheriff Freeman and all the stuff that he's been doing, just his leadership, right? I don't see a whole bunch of other law enforcement agencies doing public recognition of their people. Yeah. And, and Sheriff, I'm going to let you kind of articulate a little more on some of the different ceremonies we have out there for your guys. Uh, absolutely fantastic, in my opinion, show of great leadership there. Sure. Um, so we give out a couple awards. One was for a life-saving award for uh, Ben Seastrom, Sergeant Ben Seastrom. He uh, put a tourniquet on a, a gentleman that was in an auto accident. Probably saved. He was an older gentleman. Probably saved his life um, by just putting... A, a simple tourniquet on him to the ambulance could get there and get him to the hospital and we just want to make sure that he gets recognized for that the uh, other couple awards we uh, we gave out were for the canines um, just certificates for you know their training and stuff then the other uh, award I gave out was to one of our canine handlers because of his continuing education in dog handling and he wants to be better he wants to go to training he goes as much as he can uh, he has he has an aggressive dog that he wants to you know try to get under control all the time and it's uh it's a challenge sometimes just to learn the dog i think this is his uh first canine mm-hmm. and yep. he's trying to get you know 
uh, um, all the expertise he can. So he, he goes out and, and visits with folks and, and just tries to learn as much as he can about what they know and how he can apply that to his, his training and his dog. Yeah, but that's hats off to you to get those folks that training. Sure. A lot of folks aren't doing it out there who are in charge of large municipalities, and you're the sheriff of the county, and you're one of your main focuses besides getting everybody the recognition they deserve and, and giving feedback and thanking them for all the hard work they're doing is getting them that training in itself is something that is super, super important. And we don't see a whole lot of that, to be honest no. with you. And, Mark, I'm going to get you on that one. We yeah. don't, right? And, and here's the beauty. Sheriff, you sit there and have your guys. They might be on shift, right? They're still technically working, keeping the county of Jennings safe, you know, from whatever's going on. Hey, man, you can come out to training. Participate. If you get a call for service, hey, man, load up out there, do your business. I, I don't see anyone else doing that. And it just blows me away that you're giving these guys the flexibility to do that. And really, you're giving them the ability to come out, number one, and train, enhance their life-saving skills. God forbid they're ever in that deadly force encounter. But it just it. I'm just curious from my standpoint. I think you draw a lot of that from your prior military experience. Absolutely. I mean, if you figure about you know army guys, they train all the time. You know to to go to the combat. Right. Whereas, you know, police departments, they are in combat and have to work at going to training. Mm-hmm. So how do you make it better? One of the things we do for for like range training, we have extra magazines that are you know at the at the range. The guy can come down undo his magazines leave them in the front seat of his car with his with his spare bullet yep um the barney five bullet and then we can load up his magazines for him get him on the range get him you know qualified or shoot some training uh if he gets a call he can go back do some magazine changes and he's off at work again so we, we can fit training in in a 15 minute to 20 minute uh interval and get some good quality training out of that mm-hmm. and, and guys listen to that right just absorb that for one minute. They've got spare mags. So now guys aren't even having to download their duty ammo, right? They can leave their mags hot in the car, good to go. Grab the training mags. Boom. They're out training. Hey, if that call of service comes in, boom. Clear out your training ammo. Get your duty ammo. Boom. And you're off back to work. I mean, guys, if you're in the law enforcement arena, if you're especially in that leadership style position, take that to heart yeah you can train your guys during the day yep absolutely you could make that an immediate action drill you know that hey we have to get the training ammo out of the gun put the new ammo in the gun get the guy in his cop car and off he goes yeah it's seconds it doesn't take long in the army what we call it we call the hip pocket training pull out your guide and start training your soldier's manual whatever start training and if you have that at the front of your mind that any time we can extrapolate any kind of data, any kind of training out of what we're doing right then and there, that's a win. That means that you're you're thinking about it. Hey, man, how can we make some training on it? Yeah, yeah. Good, good on you, man. Now, what? Anything else going on right now for the Jennings County, the Jennings County Sheriff's Office? The Jennings County Sheriff's Office. Well, I have one canine. So we we started something new um, since I took over as sheriff. We had two canines when I came on. Uh, I know the value of having a canine on a shift. And so we're trying to get to the, where we have one canine on every shift. So I have a guy up in, uh, in Michigan right now going through canine school, and that'll be our fourth canine, and we'll have one for every shift. That, right. was, that was like my goal. I'm hoping it stands, that's the way it is in the future, because it's always like we don't have a dog and we can't do this. You know, and, and 
the value of having a dog on is, is just incredible. Yeah. And, and I want to articulate on the dog piece, right? Because that's huge. First and foremost, um, those of you that know my story, I'm alive because of numerous dogs, just not because of Duca, right? I mean, we can go back to my career. Dogs are, are, to me, the biggest combat multiplier on the battlefield. I know for law enforcement, the ability that they bring um, to do the job, number one, to keep the officers safe, to keep the community safe, find those hidden articles that may not have been found before, and just makes your job a lot safer, a little easier. Granted, there's some backside work that goes on with them four-legged beasts, but um, to me, it's probably the best thing we got going on. Well, I know, I know Axel, Co- Cody will will credit Axel with three times saving his life, mm-hmm. and I will credit credit him one time saving my life in that shooting we had. Um, just the dog had the guy. Yeah. Before he could do anything to us. Yep. Yeah. So that's good stuff. You know, another thing you do as well, Sheriff, and I know you won't say it, but we're going to say it for you. Not only are you supporting your folks with training and bringing us out and doing everything you can and bringing other folks out, you're also, if someone needs something, if someone needs something from another jurisdiction, hey, man, I'd love to train. I don't have I don't have the money. I don't have the ammo. Kenny Freeman is supporting. It doesn't matter if it's in his county or not. He's supporting everybody that he can to help get them training. And, brother, I got to tell you, as far as Rick and I are concerned and On the Range Podcast is concerned, you are a true hero. And we want to tell you that to everybody that listens. And we really appreciate all that you do, not only for your community, but for those officers that get so little recognition and support. Brother, you are the example to set for all the sheriffs in this country. Really appreciate it, pal. Well, you guys pretty humble me a lot. I, oh. I, I really appreciate that. But aren't you we all on the same pal. team? It, you know, and don't I have, if I have it, shouldn't I give it or try to help, help out? Well, Kenny, you're 100% spot on. Yep. But here's the thing. We don't see it. Right. I'll give you an example. You, out of the kindness of your heart, we had some officers come in. Granted, they were fellow Indianians. Uh, I think that's a word or not, you know. But they were from Indiana as well, right? No, the municipality, they were short some ammo. You supplied it. Here's the thing. I've watched what I'll dub just criminal action from some, some of these agencies that make their guys buy their ammo from the department or don't give them training ammo. You didn't have to do anything for these guys. And here it is. You're giving up your ammo to these guys so they can get training. So for me to you, hats off. I mean, that that there is the example that's set across the board. And like I said, when it comes to sheriffs, I mean, that's spot on for you, buddy. So keep doing that work. Um, I know your community loves you because you just got reelected. Uh, just everything you do, whether it's bringing out old campaign shirts because guys don't have the T-shirts yep. that we require to add realism to the training. Here's Kenny providing. He could have very easily held on to his... You know, his shirts, maybe if you run again, maybe you got the same shirt. I, I don't know. But it, it just that just speaks to your character. So yeah. thank you for all your support, Sheriff. I, mean, well, I appreciate, appreciate it. it. But I, I learned that from other people. I did, I, and some of it might be ingrained in me from my dad or something. But it, but a, a lot of the leaders that I've had in my life, you learn from both the leaders, good and bad. Sure. Um, and you have to learn from all of them. But um, you take the good stuff and you put it in your pocket and you carry it with you. you got to take the bad stuff and remember it. Maybe you don't want to use that so much. But there you yeah. go. Absolutely. And we're not going to bash on all administrators in the law enforcement field. You you have constraints. You have money. You have budgets. You have all these other things. you got charters. Hey, I get that. But you know what? You can find a way to yes, make something happen. Yep. And you can always reach out to Rick and I, and uh, you know we can get a project officer survival involved and all kinds of stuff. 
But, uh, yeah, you can make it happen. We, we do understand that there are things out there that you have to follow and you have to work through and under. But we're not going to let you completely off the, off the hook. Nope. You can do something about it. Rick says a lot of stuff that he goes, words matter. Yes. And so suitable substitute and workarounds. And I, those words, you can, <laughs> you can take those things and use them to your advantage. Those are things, yeah. yeah. So They're real things. They are. Yeah. Awesome. Well, really appreciate you joining us today. Kenny, we've been talking about it a long time, you know, getting you on the show. But, uh, hey, guys, go check out the Jennings County Sheriff's Office on Facebook. He's got a heck of a following, mm-hmm. a lot of good stuff up out there. You want to see all the good stuff that his officers are doing and his deputies are doing, go to his page, the Kenning, Ken, Jennings County Sheriff's Office. Yeah. Thanks, pal. So, Kenny, appreciate you being on. Uh, to you, to your deputies, you guys stay safe out there. Uh, and really appreciate all the support. We couldn't do it yeah, without buddy. you. Thank you, gentlemen. All right, buddy. Hello, Muscatatuck. Here we are. Yeah. Here we are in Jennings County, Indiana, the Jennings County. There's only one of them, folks. We're here at the Muscatatuck Urban Training Center for the American Tactical Canine Association 2023. As always, I am Mark Kelly, and with me is Rick Hogg from Warhawk Tactical. How's it going, buddy? Man, Mark, it's going great. We are live here at Muscatatuck. Great time, great guests. And I'm going to tell you this, buddy. I am super excited about today's guest. Yeah. So we've got Nick Fontaine, uh, fellow Army veteran, fellow teammate, fellow entrepreneur. His company is Kilo 3 Consulting, so make sure you guys check him out on all the uh, social platforms, website, all that other stuff. But Nick, welcome to the show. Glad you're here, buddy. Hey, thank you, Mark. Thank you, Rick. I appreciate uh, being here. Yeah, buddy. Hey, so real quick before we start, what's? give me your website. Uh, what's that right off the get-go? So I'm Kilo3.com. Oh, there. Even better, man. Even Kilo3.com. Yeah. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. So since you're out there checking out Kilo3.com, don't forget swing by Warhog.com, KellyDefense.com. Sign up for those newsletters. We will not inundate you. But um, how's the conference going, buddy? I'm having a blast. This has been one of the best events I've ever attended before. Yeah. So you're... What are you, about a year, two years retired now? Almost two years, yes. Almost two years. So how has been the transition from, if you want to say the military, to entrepreneurship and uh, some challenges that's been going on with that one? Uh, I think I work more now, to be honest. <laughs> yes, oh, absolutely. I, yeah. I agree, brother. <laughs> um, it, it's one of those things, and I know we've chatted back and forth and kind of got you dialed in, but what's kind of Kilo 3 doing? What are you guys focused on? So Kilo 3 uh, started um, when I retired back in April of last year. Uh, I got from a fellow teammate, uh, asked to do some uh, canine work over in Africa as an anti-poaching uh, dog tracking trainer. Um, I took advantage of it right away, and uh, now I've been going back and forth to Africa, and um, then it led to now I'm the primary instructor for the USASOC basic canine handling course. But then you're also doing stuff on the side. We've got some side gigs as well, doing some canine training yep. as well. Yep. So, yeah. Um, pretty much right now, tracking is one of my big things. Uh, tracking, trailing, and um, and the route clearance detection stuff. Okay. So, just paint a little better picture for people, right? You did, what was it, 26 years? 26 years. Um, wow. Uh, I started out as an MP. Yep. And um, canine, and then I was a canine instructor, and we started the Specialized Search Dog Program down at Lackland Air Force Base. Um, from there, I met up with some, some guys back from Bra- uh, Fort Bragg, and they asked me to come try out for something. And I did, and 
my life changed 17 years ago, and I spent the, my last 17 years of my career uh, back at Floyd Bride. Yeah. And, I mean, here's the thing. So, again, I think it's important for guys under, out there to understand. Nick's not coming from some theoretical standpoint. It's actual from experience out there, working a dog on the battlefield, uh, training dogs for the battlefield. So just a plethora of knowledge. Uh, I think that's a key component that when you're out there teaching, it's not, hey, man, I think this might work. Hey, this is what we've done overseas. This is what's worked for us. This is what saved our ass. Because uh, yeah. God knows them little four-legged beasts. Uh, it's added work. But, man, the payoff on the, on the back end is absolutely huge. Yeah, Rick, uh, I think, you know, um, I'm a firm believer that the dogs save lives. Uh, they're the difference between a guy coming home to his wife and kids or a, 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 a woman going home to her, her husband and kids. Uh, they, save, they truly save lives, and it's been proven on the battlefield. Mm-hmm. And I was happy to take our experiences that we had overseas and bring it back here to civilian law enforcement and the younger generation of the military. Yeah. Because uh, let's be an honest broker, and Mark, I, I know you had something to chime in. Let's be an honest broker. I hate to say it, but that combat experience, it's fading away, right? And sure. trying, to, trying to get those lessons learned to that next generation yeah. so they don't repeat right. some of the same mistakes we learned. Exactly. And unfortunately, the threats that we were facing overseas are now coming here to us right. in the United States. Mm-hmm. So. And, and that's what I was going to uh, ask a question right off the bat. This is your first American Tactical Canine Conference. It is. And you were asked to teach a class, which sometimes it takes some time to get into this this group here and then start becoming part of the cadre what class are you teaching right now and who who's been your we didn't have any military this year i don't know if i haven't seen any yet no i haven't so you're teaching law enforcement what's your class this year so we decided to bring um i i'm running my uh scenarios basic off the current threats like the boston marathon bombing so i'm Mm -hmm. running explosive route clearance detection for these law enforcement very good yeah yeah and um you know these these VIP venues, these concerts, these stuff. These guys were, are very interested in uh, in clearing their clearing their path. Yeah. You know uh, their egress routes and clearing the way for important people yeah. to get. You know. So yeah, explosive route clearance and detection. Yeah. I know Rick and I did a lot of uh, protection stuff back in the day, and that was that was a critical piece. Mm-hmm. You know, had them dogs, the Secret Service yeah. dogs, and all that stuff. And, and and I think you've done that too, haven't you, Nick? When from the MP side, did you do any venue clearance or anything like that? Yeah, I did some uh, Department of State missions in Moscow and, and other places for dignitaries. Yeah, you know, so, I mean, it, it again, between that, between the battlefield, I mean, it is practical application experience that's being taught, just not some arbitrary, hey, man, I think this might work, might give it a shake. No, man, it, it's coming from experience, so. 100%, and my, my biggest thing is making sure these guys know it's a team effort. Yep. So just don't just rely on the dog. Use, you know, use your your tactical awareness and, and all that as well to help the dog um, mm-hmm. if you need to. But you know, that that actual, that's something that I don't think a lot of law enforcement already just think about, route mm-hmm. clearing and that kind of thing, you know, event. Now, I know they do events and things like that, but route clearing and all these other things, that's another tool that you can put in your dog team's toolbox that's not commonplace. Yeah. Right? It's just something, and then, you know, Nick's going to tell you how to do it right, and he's got all kinds of stuff. That's just that's just something that's really cool about this conference. You see a wide variety of, of scenarios being addressed that they can use their dog for. We talked about this last night. Uh, both of you guys were indicating that a lot of times guys and girls just don't actually know the capabilities of their canine partners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're sold short. And yeah. Nick, if you want to articulate on that one, um, 
it, it's a group effort. And again, if you're not putting the time in, but you got to trust the dog. But I'll let you kind of articulate on that one. Yeah, I mean, your canine's a force multiplier. They bring they bring a lot to the battlefield or to the fight uh, wherever you're at. And um, again, if you trust your dog and trust your training, it's about the effort and the commitment you put into your dog. And I'm telling you, that dog will run through fire for you if you do it right. Yeah. Yes, he will, buddy. And we trust me, we've seen that. We <laughs> yes, have sir. seen yes, that without a doubt. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, so what do you got coming up next? Where are you going to be next with, um, with uh, what's, what's your company's name again? Uh, Kilo3. Kilo3, Kilo3.com. Where, where are you going next after this conference? So I just uh, finished up a, a six-week law enforcement class, uh, and I'm now I'm heading back on Monday to start a USASOC trainer class for, for some handlers for uh, four weeks. And then I pick up a new course right after that for the USASOC basic canine handler course. That's amazing, man. Yeah. It's just going to keep growing too, brother. Yeah, it's it's been great. Um, I'm very uh, I'm very fortunate, and I'm very blessed to have uh, mentors like uh, Rick here was my team leader and uh, taught me a lot. Um, we still train together on the weekends sometimes. Yeah, buddy. All right. So, Nick, if uh, guys want to get in touch with you, they want to get some training, get something set up. Is Kilo3.com the best way to for them to get in touch? You can find my phone number on Kilo3.com, and you can also go to Facebook or Instagram. And then what, three consultant. There it is. And then what about your social media? You got an active social media going on? I saw it on there, I thought. Yes, sir. Yeah. Facebook, uh, Kilo3, and then Instagram is Kilo3 Consulting. Uh, Kilo3 Consulting on IG. Awesome, buddy. Yes, sir. Hey, well, thank you for your service, man. It's been a pleasure meeting you. Yep. Finally. And uh, Rick, I know Rick's talked a lot about you, and it's just been great. And I really appreciate your continued service helping out these law enforcement officers. Absolutely. Here, yeah, man. Thank you, guys. I appreciate the opportunity to be here. Oh, yeah. Any, you, anytime you want to come back, you, all you got to do is just hit Rick up. You've always got a hot seat, man. All good. <laughs> right on. All right, buddy. All right. Thanks, Have guys. Fun. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of On the Range Podcast with Warhawk Tactical and Kelly Fence. I am Mark Kelly, and as always, joined by my co-host and friend, Rick Hogg, how's it going, buddy? Man, I am super excited, Mark. We are live here at Muscatatuck Urban Training Center. And let me tell you about today's special guest. We got Justin Milinick. You might know him as Brock on the hit TV show uh, SEAL Team and all his magic fandango he does there. But here's the thing. Uh, he is also a police officer, also a canine officer, also a good friend. So super excited to have Justin in the show. Justin, well, welcome. Thank, thank welcome, you buddy. so much for having me today. Yeah, man. So... It's kind of cool, guys. We're out here at uh, kind of cool. It's really fucking cool. <laughs> yes, uh, I, I apologize. It's really cool. This right? place is awesome. Um, but we had Justin out, so we're out here for the American Tactical Canine Association. Justin was with us Monday on the range, putting some rounds on range. So that was always good. Uh, here's the thing, brother. From me to you, most guys are like, "Hey, man, I'm good, right? Never want to come out and train." So my hat was off to you for coming out. Uh, doing some training so yeah well when there's guys out there that have forgotten more about shooting than i'll probably ever know you can't really say no to that opportunity so you know it's, even though hollywood has taken most of my life there's still an aspect where i do carry a gun for a living and you know i i truly believe it is uh in in my best interest and my teammates best interest for me to be able to like a vampire, suck the knowledge out of you. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, your seven million hours spent on target, you know, you've probably seen just about anything that can occur. 
and granted, you know, that's overseas in a different environment, but in the end of the day, a gunfight is a gunfight. Yeah. And, and having the knowledge on how to get home to my wife and children is re- kind of important to me. I, I agree, and I'm glad you hit that, right? Because, again, for a lot of the, the law enforcement officers out there, they're all about, well, you were in the Army, right? They think you just carte blanche killed everybody. It's like, no, we had rules just like you guys. You still got to follow, do all that other stuff. Yeah. Just from your experience from the course, anything outside, if you want to say police, well, I won't say police norm, but just anything that was said that was wazoo, that goes, that would never apply, that wouldn't work. You know, there's a lot of dudes that get out of JSOC assets like yourself that put on these law enforcement courses, right? And it kind of bugs me because a lot of them teach this really sexy, high-speed stuff. And... It's really efficient stuff, right? If you have a million rounds a year for your team to shoot, you know, 10 hours a day, three to four days a week in a kill house with your team training, like, you can really push that envelope and do really, really great work. However, in law enforcement, with ammo prices, range fees, overtime, things like that, you know, you know, there's no time to train that, you know? So, like, coming to your course and seeing... Going right back to the basics, the fundamentals, right? Um, shooting smaller targets than I normally shoot at the range. You know, it forces you to slow down and pay attention to your basic mechanics. And when you do that, you actually become faster by the end of the day. You know, yeah, in a gunfight, bullets hitting meat is going to cause a reaction, right? So if you don't hit dead center, A zone, you know, area, like... You're still going to cause a reaction, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, the difference is the military and law enforcement is like, we have to stop shooting when whatever they did to make us start shooting ceases. So if we shoot them, you know, in the lower abdomen and they drop their gun, we can't keep, keep dusting, you know, whereas on target, someone has a gun in their hand, they're going to go meet the maker. Yeah. Um, Going and, and, and focusing on those basics at a slow rate of fire, and then towards the end of the day, opening it up a little bit, you know, you're just ting, 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 and, and it's awesome. It's, it's, it's not done enough, in my, in my opinion, uh, and it was really great to spend that time on the range with you guys. Yeah. No, it was great having you out there. You know, absolutely fantastic. Um, it, you know, the, the cool thing was, no one... It, I didn't really see anyone that wasn't receptive. Everyone was super receptive, uh, and everyone took something away from it. Let me ask you this. The firearms training notebook, what did you think of that? I thought it was fantastic. You know, my roommate, uh, Chris, the old guy on the range that smoked everybody yeah. physically and champion. technically, yep. Yep, the champion. You know, he's kind of my guru for law enforcement-style uh, training, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, when I bring him somewhere... The guy's been in multiple shootings. He's been a SWAT guy. More importantly, he cares about training. He cares about tactics. He cares about equipment. You know, so he's always on his own time researching, watching, listening, taking courses. And, you know, he came out and I was like, there's so much information in that course I'm bringing back to my team. Um, and, And that right there, you know... He's damn near 50, you know. So I always say, be careful of an old man in a profession where dung, <laughs> young men die frequently. Like, yeah. you know, he has 
the experience, you yeah. know, which is one of three things in life you can't fake. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and he really got something out of it, which is just a testament to what you put on. So I say, yeah. keep doing it, man. Try and get out to whatever agencies you can, because the information that you're putting out there on the range will save lives. Yeah. yeah. And, and with that, you know, the, the whole project offers a survival. So we do offer the free law enforcement firearms training via uh, the nonprofits we're partnered with. Mm-hmm. Um, thus to date, and I don't like to brag about this, but it just will state the facts they are. We've got three saves that guys have directly reached back to go, hey, that training that you taught me saved my life. I- I'd prefer not to get any more. I'd rather guys have the skill set and not get into the gunfights, but having better, you know, better trained officers out there that's going to come home to their family, that's the whole key at the end of the day. You know, you bring up a great point um, about the time. You know, someone has to be out there, you know, answering 911 calls. So you don't have that time to train. That's what the, uh, and you brought it up, the efficiency that comes with the firearms training notebook and some of those other things and the type of training that we are doing is really going to make that time that you have you know, is so valuable more beneficial. Yeah. So, but thank you for your service, by the way. I mean, I feel weird saying no, you're seriously. welcome, unless you're referring to entertaining you every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. No, for an about, hour. That too. But, all right, that too. Hold on, hold on, yep. hold on. I'm going to pause you, Yeah. right? Because here's the thing. You did something last November, right? You came out to the Inano Duca Project where we raised money mm-hmm. for specifically our SOF uh, retired canines that need medical assistance. I mean, dude, you're doing a lot yes. to make things happen, right? It, especially in the canine world, I got it. As dog guys, that's kind of, we get attached to them little four-legged beasts, but don't sell yourself short because you are doing great things from the nonprofit side. Guys, he's making me blush right now. Well, that time doesn't come without a price. That's away from stuff that you you, should, you could be doing. You know what I mean? You sure. Know, and we all know that. My, yeah. my wife is, is a good American, and, you know, I can leave her at home with three kids, two working dogs, and a bunch of cattle, and she holds down the ranch, you know, as long as it has to do with law enforcement yeah, or military right. or, you know, kids... With yep. cancer, kind of make a right. wish stuff. You know, it's she doesn't even need notice. There have been times we've been at lunch. God bless that woman, man. She is she is a gem. We'll be at lunch with my friends, people she's just meeting, and I'll get a call and like have to grab my bag and, and run for like four to six days. Right. Yeah. Um, and you know, I just knowing knowing that that human is there and she is on top of absolutely everything is, is really nice. And the fact that, you know, she doesn't get resentful or angry that mm-hmm. I leave her with people she doesn't know at right. a lunch and, and, and I'm gone. But, you know, it's important. It's, it's the community, the community of law enforcement and military, you know, the sacrifices that dudes are making, whether they're at JSOC, at Delta Force, or at a National Guard unit, you know, the sacrifices that they're making day in, day out for our nation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, whether they're in law enforcement and, and doing 12-hour shifts and, like, risking their life. Sure. People hate cops right now. It is it is officially okay to kill a cop. Yeah. Yep. You know, it is um, it's crazy times. Um, you know, the sacrifices. So, so to be able to you know, end up weirdly in Hollywood and, and be able to use that platform to to promote and raise money and, and create community engagement. I, personally, I find that to be incredibly important. Um, huge, yeah. It, 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 these men and women just give way too much yeah. of well, themselves and 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 of their families mm-hmm. you know to our to our country to not be there to support them especially with the platform that that Hollywood is given. 
Yeah. Well, you took time out to come visit with us, and you're going somewhere else to visit with some other folks, too. You want to talk about that? Yeah, just, you know, the local sheriff down here is an awesome guy. Yeah, and, Kenny Freeman. And, yeah. um, you know, the, to bring to bring the dog to the school and talk to some of the students about the transition from law enforcement Jeez. into Hollywood and maybe do a little dog demo. Listen, if, if you can inspire one kid, one kid to, to, to take a career path that's not self-serving, yeah, you know, and, and be able to serve their community and their country, it's a win. How much better would everything be? Yeah. 100 right. It's funny, this morning I was breaking my pup outside, and we're staying in one of those ARVs out there, and all, everyone, all the handlers are breaking their dogs. I'm like, how awesome would it be to live in a community where everyone was a canine officer. <laughs> and like, every Thursday night, bite night down at the... It'd be awesome. Oh, yeah. So cool. Yeah. Just such a fun event. Um, such solid human beings down here. And so many cute puppies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's plenty of puppies. Old No Name was out there floating earlier that was hanging out at our booth for a bit. So Yeah. And, of course, you know, you snap a pic, send it back to Mom, and she's like, bring him home. It's like... Hang on. No, thank you. (laughs) But no, Justin, you you bring up a couple great points. Number one, you know, having that good family support, absolutely huge. You need another puppy like we need Biden for another four years. (laughs) (laughs) But no, brother, having that good family support, all the stuff you're doing. On the air picture. All right. You know, all the stuff you got going on. What do you have coming up next? Um, Any, anything or just kind like of the, this week? No, no just like oh, big big scope. People big should be, scope. Be I mean, we're going to start can, filming can Seal help? Team again. Nice. So it's been a year and a month since we wrapped camera. So Brock's coming back a little bit heavier. <laughs> <laughs> Pregnant because um, guys can have babies now. Um, no, uh, yeah, Seal Team, and there's a couple other fun projects kicking around in Hollywood that oh, I'm really jazzed on. Uh, but, you know, a Hollywood project is like an op. You'll get spun up, you'll get stood down, you'll get spun up, yep. you'll get stood down, you'll get spun up, you'll get stood down, and then you'll f- you can go home, and all of a sudden you'll get spun up again, and you'll be knee-deep in something else, and, and you're gone, and you're doing it. Yeah. Um, it it's cool. It uh, keeps you on your toes. Oh, I bet, yeah. buddy. Yeah. I bet. Yeah. Yeah, no, brother. I appreciate you uh, taking the time out. Appreciate you being, you know. A but good I'm going to correct you. Actually, uh, you had one question on the range the other day, and you said, "What is the most common malfunction?" Yep. <laughs> and I told you, running out of ammo. Okay. Technically, right? You have everyone it debating whether it's a type action. one, type yeah. two, type three. I, I don't know the numbers, but yes, sure. <laughs> you don't know the numbers. You just know the sound it makes when it takes a man's life. <laughs> when somebody goes, hey, man, I had a type one malfunction. Oh, what the hell is that? That's right? a failure to feed, failure to fire. That is a tap rack solution. What's okay. a type two? Type two is a stovepipe. Again, it's a tap rack solution. Okay. okay. Type three, you've got your double feed, right? Which, which would be, I would call that a failure to extract. Right? Why are we putting added numbers? Because a failure to extract, you can still have a round in the chamber, or not in the chamber, but which is your stovepipe. Type 3. That'd be a failure to eject. Yep. Has, hasn't ejected out of the yep. ejection port. And again, tap rack. Type 3 is your double feed, which is lock back, strip your mag. Yeah. I agree with you. You don't need rack, rack, rack. Yeah. But it takes a millisecond longer to do a few of them really fast. And you know it's clear without having to look at it. Reinsert, rack, and bang. Then you have your Type 4, which is pretty fucking rare, and that's only on your, generally on your your uh, 
your M4 platforms when you get brass over bolts. Oh, yeah. easy fix. Hey, easy ha- fix. Ha- we it covered is. that. Dude, had you come to the patrol rifle we class we that. had. So are you taking the back of your mag, racking back nope. your... Nope. Nope. So here's the thing. Well, we won't... Shit, I think <laughs> I'm going to be taking a patrol rifle class. We won't let the, uh, the cat out of the bag on that one. Uh, but yeah, we'll do you a quick freaking demo. You yeah. got a bolt in that blaster. Uh, or I just talk about it. Super easy to do. It is not... Some people go, oh my God, my gun's do- gone. Nope. It's an easy fix. And we'll show you here. Super yeah. easy. But the most common malfunction is going click because you've shot all your ammo. <laughs> <laughs> that is shooter-induced, technically, I guess. I, I guess you could call it shooter-induced. <laughs> it is a malfunction. <laughs> you are trying to get the gun to go bang and is not going bang. How do you fix that? You insert a fresh mag. Rack. Bang. Guys, come to the Brock Reynolds School of Firearms for people who want to learn to shoot good or do good or stuff like and that. stuff like that. So, so does but Brock... don't worry, because he only played a Navy SEAL on TV. He never was a Navy SEAL. <laughs> so does Brock Reynolds have a website? Is it brockreynolds.com? Do not go to that website. You will find something you don't want right. to see. <laughs> well, appreciate everything you do and you know, bringing all the attention to this event and some of the other events and, and being so nice. And uh, We had a photographer out there who was a huge fan. She wanted to have her picture taken. That That's just... It made the event and the day really special for her and for everybody else just because you were there. And you're out there getting after it, which is really cool. Really appreciate it. So I forgot it. my ear pro on the back table. Well, you know. <laughs> during, that, that. during the championship round. <laughs> during the championship round, I was not happy about yeah. that. A lot of fun. I wouldn't have won against that old crusty SWAT guy anyway. All came down to Dude, marksmanship. That was it. And yeah. that's where the experience comes in. Take that extra second. Mm-hmm. Pause, get a good sight picture, and press the trigger. Yeah. Big, deep centering breath yeah. during all that sequence. Woosha, as, as I think you said out there. Woosha. <laughs> bad boys, baby, bad boys. Uh, all right. Awesome, brother. Well, hey, appreciate you on the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Always. Great seeing you, buddy. Keep doing great shit out there, right. guys. Take care.